Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Justin Justin! Justin! Over here! Julius! Julius! <laughs> Can all of this really be you? <laughs> Who else, you Grecian swine? <laughs> Two years ago, you were as thin as I am now. Well, since then, I've grown in wealth and health. <laughs> Welcome to Rome, philosopher. Philosopher? I, who've searched the world for something worthy to believe in, to no avail? Uh, you'll find something here. How was your journey from Macedonia? Uh, you Romans build excellent highways, but friend, your ships stink of pigs. (laughs) There's a bath at my house. Before the hour is up, you'll smell as redolent as a rose in the morning dew. Well, now, what is this terrible unrest of yours? A bath and soft, clean robes. (laughs) Nothing like this in Flavia Neapolis. So why do you always sneer when you say Flavia Neapolis? Because it's a dirty little village in Palestine. I was born there. A fine Grecian stock, yes, I know. But I still don't like dirty little villages. Yeah, Rome isn't much better, just larger. You plebeian, Rome is the most beautiful city in the civilized world. And the most wicked, too, judging from what I've heard of it. Wicked? There's no such thing in Rome. Here we believe in three fundamentals. Life... Victory and lots of women. The things frivolity is made of. You've become a dreadful prude. I simply think that there is more in stock for mankind than mere pleasure. Always the philosopher, are you? Well, this is Rome, Justin. Rome. Through me, it's yours for the asking. Oh, you're very generous. Rome is generous, too. Now, please accept what it has to offer. To please me, at least. In remembrance of our joyous days at school. (laughs) I'll try. And, Justin, don't preach... I mean, people are happy here. They don't want to be told that they live a wicked life. Oh, all right. Not a word. Besides, I'm here to relax, not to find fault. Splendid. Tonight we'll dine here. 
Tomorrow, I'll take you to the sports events at the arena. Here come the lions. Now, watch how magnificently these Christians die. But it's murder. Infamous murder. Nonsense. They have a choice. To live, they have only to renounce Jesus Christ and kneel to the sacred gods of Rome. Oh, no, look at them. They'd rather die. Christians! Christians! Justin! Justin, now stop it! Let me be. Stop it! Renounce your God, you fools! Kneel to Saturn and live! Crescent? Where's Crescent? Here. Here, Your Excellency. Tell me, who is that man? A where, Excellency? There, with Julius. The man who seems most unhappy with our game. Oh, yes. His name is Justin. He and Julius met at the academy in Athens. I can't make out what he's shouting. Something to the Christians. Well, as the prefect of Rome, perhaps I should investigate his religious views. Allow me, Your Excellency. I'll invite them to my house tonight for a few uh, pleasures. Wine and women will, I'm sure, uproot his secrets. <laughs> and his friend, the Greek philosopher. For a while, I wondered if you'd honor my invitation. Oh, no one ignores your invitations, dear Crescens. Your parties are famous throughout Rome. How did you enjoy the games this afternoon? Is that all it is to you? Oh, we enjoyed every moment of it. Especially when the lions became tired of playing and settled down to the more grisly business of devouring those helpless Christians. <laughs> Well, I see your wit can be painfully sharp. He's only a prudish Greek philosopher. The sight of blood chills him to the bones. I see. Well, make yourselves at home. Perhaps later, Justin and I can exchange a few ideas on philosophy. Gladly, but I am not a cynic as you are. Then I shall do my utmost to make you one. Now, if you'll excuse me. Take care, Justin. Crescent's a very dangerous man. Why? Because he's a cynic, that and more. He's also a fanatic. I won't debate with him, not tonight. My brain is locked in confusion. It was not for long. Mm -hmm. Just look at all those lovely young creatures at our disposal. Well, in a moment, you won't have a care in the world. Julian, how can you say that Relax, when... Relax, Justin. Relax. I can't. All of those people dead. Life is much too short to worry about a few miserable Christians. Now, now drink up, I say. Choose yourself a woman. Try her there with the reddish hair. No, no, I, I feel queasy. I'd better go. Ah, uh, Justin, you're not leaving, are you? Uh, for the moment, yes, I, I, I must. Oh, the prefect will arrive shortly. He wishes to meet you. I, well, perhaps I'll return. Yes, yes, I, I will. Something is troubling you indeed. What is it, my friend? What's wrong? I, uh, I don't know. Perhaps it's only a feeling, but I... I must leave here immediately. As you wish, but uh, uh, don't wander far. The tide is in, and I think a storm is coming. Oh, God. Christians do indeed have a God. Is the thunder really thy voice?
won't lie still. What could it be if not the mystery of how so many could die for their belief in thee? Some people fear thunder. Who's there? Did I frighten you? I, I didn't hear you come up. Naturally, you were listening to the thunder. Is that truly the voice of God, old man? That depends on whose God you mean. The Christian's God, I think. I, uh, I see you wear the cloak of a philosopher. Are you also a Christian? I don't know what I am. I'm not even certain of what I believe. Perhaps you are a Christian at heart. If I were, wouldn't I be the first to know? God would know first, then you. Oh, to believe in something as strongly as Christians believe in their God. To face death with such strength of conviction. Why envy them for something that you can do as well? Because they already have the truth. It's their faith. But I, I don't even know where to start searching. Begin with the beginning. The Holy Scriptures. But remember, there is no way to the kingdom of God except through the gates of Jesus Christ. <laughs> that old man! Justin, you can't possibly be serious. Of course I'm serious. But whether you believe me or not, that old man was the spirit of God. He said, above all else, pray that the doors of light may be open to you. For no one can understand these truths without enlightenment by the Spirit of God and of Christ and Julius. Even while he spoke, my heart burned with a wondrous feeling that lingers still. Did you know he was God? No, not then. He didn't want me to, I suppose. What makes you so certain of it now? Something very deep within me, Julius. It keeps saying that I was blessed by his presence. Why in blazes didn't you return to Crescens? Oh, I couldn't. I had to begin my probe into the Holy Scriptures. And committed a serious breach of manners. I'll, I'll send him a note of apology. It's too late for that. In his heart, the man has already declared himself your mortal enemy. Then I shall pray all the harder for the salvation of his soul. Justin, you've been so involved in these scrolls for the past nine months. What magic binds you? These treasured copies of the Old Testament, some of the new. Do you realize how little you eat and sleep? My search for God is not exhausting. A man needs pleasure once in a while. You, you won't even leave this room. Well, perhaps I have been eccentric, but no more. My studies are finished now. At last. Well, then, scholar... What's your conclusion about Christianity? Everywhere in the Holy Scriptures, I found sublimity of spirit, eloquent simplicity, harmony, and foresight of things to come. And so? Julian, Christianity is the only true and saving philosophy. There is no other. Well, what of it, Justin? I mean, what can you do about it? I'm not sure yet, but I shall know. And I shall spread the word of God throughout the Roman Empire. Oh, no, no, Justin. You, you can't. I won't let you. Why, you'd be suicide. I have no choice.
For whoso can proclaim the truth and does not invites the wrath of God. Julius, dear friend, when will Justin return to Rome? After three years? Who can say? I heard that he's going to build a mission school here and teach. Philosophy, dear Crescent, to young men of Greek descent. Our philosophy or Jesus Christ's? <laughs> Don't look so frightened, Julius. We all know he's a Christian. Leave him alone, Crescent. He means you no harm. Oh, nor I him, really. But as a patriotic citizen of Rome, it's my duty to protect the innocence of our children. From what, if not the corruption into which they're born? From Christianity, for one thing. Which advocates love and civil obedience. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Submissiveness is an excellent attitude for slaves. I don't recommend it for Roman blood. If protecting ourselves means feeding Justin to the lions, I, for one, will do it. How do you like the school? It appears to be a very fine school, Justin. You lecture with clarity, force, beauty. Yes, but can I dispel the prejudices that oppose the teachings of Jesus Christ? You have the eloquence for the job. God's power, dear Julius, and not human eloquence will remove their fears. Uh, Justin, in your enthusiasm to spread the word of God, don't lose sight of your own danger. You mean, of course, Crescens the cynic. One slip, just one, and you are doomed. Gentlemen... Gentlemen, shall we begin? I, I see the Honorable Prefect and his friends are with us today. We welcome them to our school. Although it's hardly a place for cynics, but a highly recommended one for the law. I hope our intrusion won't frighten you into modifying your lecture. No, not in the least. The word of God makes concession to no one. Good. I heard you would uh, incriminate yourself if given half a chance. Yesterday, gentlemen, we discussed the regeneration of man through Christ. But uh, what is your topic today, Christian? Today, we shall compare the morality of Christians with the immorality of pagans. We shall see how, through Christ, man is saved. And how, through the worship of Roman gods, man loses his soul forever. That alone is enough to hang him, my lord? More than enough for me to hang him. Guards, this man is under arrest. On what charge, Prefect? The charge is blasphemy. The penalty is death. Silence! Silence! You cannot hush the word of God. Silence! I order you in the name of the throne and to And I order you. In the name of God. Stop this mockery of a trial. It is merely a device for you and Crescents to win public applause, to shield your own hypocrisy. You dare accuse your judges. Your Excellency, it doesn't matter. I'll be satisfied if the prisoner answers my question. He'll answer this court or the lions. Again, I ask you, Justin, you writer of Christian polemics and apologetics, 
Do you trust the wisdom of the oracles? Whose oracles? Saturn's or God's? I mean the oracles of Roman gods. Have you no faith in their wisdom? I have more than the wisdom of Christ. The wisdom of... You confuse me. No more than you confuse yourself. First you say you have faith in the wisdom of Christ, who, according to you, is the Son of God. And then you imply that he is God. Now, which is the Father and which is the Son? Can the Son of God be less than the Father of all things? My Son is less than I? You are not divine. Oh, I see, I see. But the Son of God is. Yes. But Christ is not my God alone. He is yours as well, if only you had the wisdom to see it or the sense to believe. The emperor is my God. The emperor is a man. He is no holier than you. That's godly enough for me, Christian. And if you were half as smart as I, you'd let him suffice for you, too. Nothing short of the glory of God will suffice for me. I pursue his grace, not the sins of man. The law is above these things. No. Everything you say, everything you do, from the moment you were born until the day you'll die, your whole life is devoted to lust and depravity. Oh, and are you alone exempted from our faults? I wish to God I were. Well, then, since the emperor lives as we live, eats as we eat, drinks the same wine that we drink, is he full of sin, too? In the eyes of God, I yes. see. Not only do you damn Roman gods, you despise our emperor, too. I speak only the truth. If it sounds unpleasant to you, think how distasteful it must be to God. There is no God but those of Rome. My lords, how long must this tribunal subject itself to the fanatical ravings of this Christian dog? He has condemned himself a thousand times. My ears are burning from his loathsome words. He'd have us ignore the divinity of our own gods and kneel to Jesus Christ. On Judgment Day, we shall all kneel to Christ. For through Christ and through him only can we stand in the eternal grace of God. What possessed you to say a thing like that? I don't know, Julius. I don't know, unless I... I think the Spirit of God... The Spirit of God. Indeed. Crescens ridiculed Christians for their belief in Christ. And you belittled him for his belief in the gods of Rome. You would have done the same as I. Denounce Roman gods to a Roman tribunal? Have you lost your senses? Julius, Julius, you mean well. I know you do. And even if you were born of my own mother, I could not love you more as a brother than I do now. Words, words, words. Must I prove my friendship to you? Yes, yes, emphatically yes. In what way that I haven't already exhausted throughout the years? Stop antagonizing your judges. I don't intend to antagonize I them. I there every day of the trial. You deliberately provoked them to anger. In defense of God's name. In defense of God? Does God's name mean more to you than your own life? My life? 
What a trivial thing to cherish. God sacrificed his only son for me. If I believed God did all of that for me, I'd treasure my life with animal fury. But you, you Christians, you sneer at life as though it were something contemptible. Julius, think of the soul. My poor, ignorant friend, the soul. Poor, ignorant? Well, perhaps I'm that and more, but I'm not stupid enough to endanger my life. Mm. You came to prison to visit me. In a way, your life is in danger now. Well, not for defending God. And yet you have a Christian heart. You have a fever on the brain. To think I'd risk my life for an invisible God. Well, there are so many others to choose from. Yes, and you see such brilliant monuments of them everywhere you look, except in the one place where it counts the most, in the heart of the men who fashioned them. Gods are shaped by artists, not by their believers. All of them put together are powerless. In what manner? That your God isn't. They have no soul, nor can they save yours. And because of that, you cling to Christ. Yes, yes, for through him my soul is saved. But not your life. And if you continue to denounce the gods of Rome, you'll end up not in heaven, as you so ardently desire, but in the belly of a lion. Is death the lion? Then who among us can escape Oh, Justin, the way you think. Without God, I have no life fit to cling to. You have your God, I fear. There's still no life worth clinging to. Death is but a short journey from this life into eternity. Sleep, it never ends. It's the beginning. Oh, Justin, brother. It frightens you, hmm? Some of it. Knowing, for example, that when I die, my flesh will rot and the earth will turn my bones to dust. That's the horror of it that I... I can't face. The fear of death comes from knowing you have lived a sinful life. By Christian standards, perhaps. Repent, Julius. Repent. How? Embrace Christ or you'll suffer the wrath of God instead of languishing in his grace. No, no, it's too late for me to change. Now it's never too late. Christ is always ready to greet us whenever we're honestly contrite. The strength of your conviction frightens me. It shows great courage, but I think you're a fool to exercise it so recklessly. What else would you have me do? Renounce God? Grovel before pagans? Tomorrow they'll pass judgment on you. What if you're condemned? Nothing can happen to me, my friend, unless it is the will of God. If, if truly there is such a God, pray to him for me. For I know that you will never believe in anything that wasn't good. Oh, Father, thank you with all my heart for the salvation of my friend. It is said that you Christians don't consider life as uh, very important. Has it no value to you? What does the honorable prefect mean by life? Why, living, of course. By living, do you mean eating? 
sleeping and other things of the flesh? Well, uh, yes, yes. That is, if by things of the flesh you mean uh, wine, women, and the leisure to enjoy them. We value life far more than you can imagine. But it takes a Christian to appreciate the beauty of it. Oh, indeed. <laughs> Tell the tribunal, anyway. We who once rejoiced in sensuality live now in chastity. We who practiced intrigues live now for God. We pray for the salvation of our enemies who, in their ignorance, worship heathen gods and pursue things of the flesh. True, true, quite true. There's a certain raven-haired wench I've been after for weeks. <laughs> when you have a Christian heart, you long for life in heaven, not this one of debauchery on earth. You aspire after God by living in such a way that your soul will rest in peace. What if I were to cut off your head? Would God still accept you in heaven? If I endure this ordeal, I shall receive Christ's gift of grace. Would you ascend to heaven? If that be the will of God, so be it. What? Oh, did I hear a note of doubt in your voice? I know it so surely that there is not now. Nor will there ever be any room for doubt? Well, then. We'll sacrifice you to our gods and hasten you to yours. I wish nothing more than to suffer for our Lord Jesus Christ. And if this fearful judgment stands against me, I will rejoice. Oh, it will stand all right. And we, the members of this tribunal, will be delighted to know that we've been instrumental in bringing you some measure of happiness. The sentence is to be carried out immediately. For I personally want to see your headless corpse float through the ceiling of this chamber up to heaven. I have done my best to walk in the shadow of Christ. I ask no more now than the strength to bear this unjust stroke of death with thy grace. Was he, Crescent? To have died such an ignoble death for a god he couldn't see, certainly. May... May I have his body? Why not? Since his god doesn't want it, we have no use for it. It's not the body, it's the soul. What was that? Nothing. His death was worthy of a Christian philosopher. So will be his burial. How do you mean? You made him a martyr. I weep in my heart for his desecrated body. But who will weep for yours, Crescent? <laughs> Don't worry about me. Who will weep for you? Justin. I'll thank him someday in heaven.
want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymoor, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website, at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.